said the same. Oh, oh, what's the this song? Time. It's about damn time. In a minute, I'm gonna need a sentimental man or woman to pump me up. Feeling fussy, walking in my Balenciennes, trying to bring out the fabulous. Way too much. I'm gonna need like two shots in my cup. Welcome back to the most mediocre podcast in the Star Wars universe, the 1313 Podcast. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. I'm Tommy. Before we begin, make sure that you are subscribing, you're hitting the like button, and you're commenting down below. You're joining all of our social media, that being Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch. Also, make sure if you haven't already, make sure that you are a lovely, lovely patron. Um... Because our patrons help fund, make the podcast possible. We love each and every one of you. And we do a giveaway at the beginning of every single month. And next month, we are going to be giving away. So make sure that you stay tuned to figure out whatever is. Also, thank you to each and every one of our patrons. That being... <laughs> so, the list. Three tiers to the Patreon at our Clone Trooper tier, which is the least expensive tier. We do have Delilah. Thank you, Delilah, for being a clone trooper, our one and only. And in our Grand Admiral tier, we have Landspeeder Luke, stuck in Carbonite, and Jaros0315, who we actually have never spoken to. It's just a person who found us on the interwebs. So yes. thank you. Join we love Discord. you. Make sure to join our Discord because if you're in that Grand Admiral tier, you do have access to our private Discord channel, Otogunga. Mm -hmm. Which, speaking of Otogunga, let's talk about our Gungan bosses, which is our oh, yeah. most plentiful. The 1313 tier. We have uh, Obi-Shan Kenobi, Hunter Schultz, who is our top donator with $25 a month. Yes. Uh, we have Thank you. Fig Fury 79, Commander Bly, Tall Guy 102, Commander Cook, and Your Casual Clone. Thank you to each and every one of our patrons. You guys help make this possible. You guys make sure that Jacob's gas tank is filled every single week. You guys help make sure that Jackson gets his tattoos every single week. You guys help make sure that I keep from having a receding hairline every single week. And we love each and every We're allowed to take the money? No. We're allowed? Oh, well, ways. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you because every penny of that goes straight back into the podcast. And yes. if it doesn't, then it sits. Then it sits. It so, sits. yeah. Until, until we go, mm, this would be a nice giveaway. And then it disappears. So. Yeah. So consider joining our Patreon. And if you want to see all the benefits, you can find all those on our Patreon, which is in our link tree. And with that tree. all out of the way, how's everybody doing this week? This is the first time in a long time that we haven't done a double episode. Yes. yes. Actually, my, oh my, God. my uncle texted me this morning and he was very upset because he was expecting a Mando podcast to come out today. And I explained to him, no, we're done doing double podcasts. So yeah, we're moving to just Fridays again. Um, honestly, I'm, it's kind of nice having gone it five weeks in a row. Mm. And now we get to chill out mm. a little more. Granted, it was fun. It was fun, I it, will it say. It was a lot of fun. I'm no longer waking up at 3am to watch the episodes. Just because there's no longer a need to to catch up for it with the show. Which is nice because I don't need to sacrifice my sleep. I like playing with that. Dude. I don't care. It looks Come nice in the, dis in the display. They're I'm grabbing them later. No. But yeah, I don't have to wake up super early anymore. Just excited that there's one episode a week. But I am very upset that Bad Batch is over. And that we don't. And Tech is dead. Yeah, if you didn't watch it by now. I mean, seriously. Yeah. The, the, you've had to have seen a meme that'll spoil it for you by now. Um, Sorry, Jeff, if you're watching this. I don't think you watched it yet. Uh, another thing, guys, I just want to... So I officially am starting my career in about three weeks' time. Um, so because I'm going to be working full-time, um, I one, I will really no longer be editing podcast episodes. That will go over to these two uh, beautiful no, young no. men here. So um, if, if there's any difference in how things play out, um, you can still blame me. Um, additionally, additionally, I'm going to be on the podcast a lot less frequently starting at the end of April um, because there are going to be a lot of times where I'm either working overtime or I'm working because I'm working. We'll just we'll throw you on a TV screen and if anything happens, it'll turn into an episode of Live PD. Hybrid can <laughs> cosplay Tommy. He has the yeah, cosplay Yeah, Hybrid can it. show up every week and cosplay me. Um, that's what he's cosplaying as for ICCCon, so... Actually, yeah, because I'm yeah, not, I'm not making that. it. So he said he was gonna cosplay. His he has like a mask of. Tommy I've seen the everything. mask. I've yeah. seen. That, He's gonna wear the mask and dress in a, basically just a Star Wars hoodie with a pair of jeans. That's how I dress. So basically, nice. <laughs> so, but yeah. Aside from that, so guys, I'm really really sad that 
I'm not going to be honest frequently, but um, towards the end of June, I do, and beginning of July, sometime in the middle of the summer, I am going to start really pumping out reviews on just a backlog of stuff in my collection, as well as new stuff that comes out. So um, you'll see me most frequently on the show um, during the summer when I'm starting to do reviews. We need to do some more reviews. We forgot mm-hmm. to. We need to. We need to, I really I want got, to talk about Scorch yeah, and Delta. I got to do my side shows eventually. Mm, yeah. yeah. Eventually. When we're not full-time college students, mm-hmm. probably we'll have more time for yep. that. It would have been nice if, we, if I got an Easter break, but I know you two kind of did. Yeah, we're on, I mean, we've been on break schools. since Tuesday. We've been off since technically yep. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Technically I, uh, since Tuesday. My, my, I, was, I go to a state school, so they said, the Lord does not exist. <laughs> go to school now. Well, dude, because then you'd have to have all of Ramadan off, and that's mm-hmm. like 40 days. That is I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, um... <laughs> Shout I, out to my Abrahamic religions, keeping it real in the month of April. I, um... <laughs> My, uh, my, my, my really, my, my fun film professor gave us a really big assignment that's like due on Monday and it's like, it's located on the school server. So I have to go to school tomorrow, like early in the morning and try oh. to crank it all out. And it's like, isn't tomorrow supposed to be your off day too? Mm-hmm. I was going to wow. sleep in, but if I want to uh, try to get the errands done that I want to get done and then watch the opening celebration. Oh, right. The celebration celebrations tomorrow. As we're no, watching this, we're as we're watching this, yeah. this is for us, it's tomorrow for you. It's today. So make sure Crazy. that you're watching celebration because we're going to be absolutely, um, nutting all over it next episode. Oh yeah. Um, what else do we have? Okay. So wait, so this is still our, our what's new. Um, I also want to say, um, shout out to all the people that helped us grow on TikTok this past week. Um, you guys, all of you incels and um, thank you losers that uh, do edit our videos, minus Darth Chaco. Darth Chaco, you're a beast. I love you. If yeah. you see this, please mount our show. Um, uh, thank you, everyone. You have gotten us hundreds more TikTok followers as well as hundreds of thousands of more views on our clone pension TikTok. Yes, thank you so much for never acquiring an education to understand the difference between realism and sarcasm. You will never you watch not this being sarcastic video. about that. Let's no way, I was. To every single person be like, clearly, you do not understand the military or the number, how the military works. That was funny. Is the number of people that? that called that... The funniest part to me is the people that were <laughs> equating uh, Jackson's awful take about star wars to his his and our real life politics and calling uh the the funniest comments to me were when we were getting called fascists and alt-right that was probably my most laughable star wars creators (laughs) on this channel no y'all i'm an art student no (laughs) yeah chill it was it was laughably it was so funny yeah it was so so funny but yeah, so that was, thank you for the laughs this past weekend. We really enjoyed that. So I didn't. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, anywho, anyhow, we have a few things to talk about. I guess, I guess this is housekeeping too. No, we don't. So thank you guys so much for watching this episode. <laughs> um, first we do, if you want to check out, uh, Jacob and I were on a stream on Tuesday on hybrid toy reviews, YouTube channel. Right. Um, you can go check out his channel right here. Um, that was a really cool stream. We talked about on his Topical Tuesday series, um, ha- what is Hasbro doing? We kind of talked about some questionable decisions that Hasbro's making right now with their Black Series line, and we offered some solutions on what they could do better going forward. So and then if I you want to see that... I ranted for a little bit, but you it's did. okay. It was warranted. It was warranted. It was the place for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to speak my truth and... Let my feelings be valid. I gotta catch up on that. I also literally forgot you guys did an episode when I was gone. Because I mm-hmm. thought I was on it. So that's why I never checked it out. <laughs> well then, we have another stream coming up. I think, as of right now, it's just gonna be me. Um, that might be subject to change. Um, along with other members of the Creators Guild. You can check out that channel right up here. Um, on Saturday night, uh, well, Saturday morning for us, uh, Hasbro is gonna be doing a panel. And they're gonna reveal... 20 Star Wars products between TVC and Black Series. And so, Indiana Jones. Uh, Indiana Jones is not part of that 20 number. That's a different thing. So that's even that's better. Good. Yeah. That's so good. it's going to be Indiana Jones products and then 20 Star Wars products. Um, so we're really hoping that there's going to be some cool reveals and then it won't end up being a bitch fest on maybe, the Creators Guild stream on Saturday night. Maybe it'll actually be fives. 
See, because you, you think how crazy sense. that would be? You think or Super Battle Droid? You realize how crazy that would be? That was a they, but what? But wait, but what if they drop both? Or what if they show? And this is our Black Series Star Killer. That's another one. Oh, That's, and he's in the Bad Batch box for season three. Oh. Well, so <laughs> the, so yeah. It's, uh, right now, I know it's going to be me, your casual clone, hybrid toy reviews, Skywalker Hendrix, um, and possibly a couple other members of the Creators Guild. So if you want to check out that live stream, if you're a big Hasbro fan, um, or if you just like to complain about Hasbro, um, we'll just silence you in the chat. But you can still watch. Um, <laughs> you can check that out on Saturday night. Cool. And then the other thing. Oh my gosh. What? One oh, more. That's it. Right there. It's just the last one. That was the celebration is coming this weekend. We talked about this. Yeah, we yeah. did. We talked about that. Yeah. Let's move on to the discussion. Guys, Let's talk about some Star Wars. Guys, guys. I love Lizzo. And I, I need her. And no, actually, 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 shoot. Let's just cut right to the chase. And then late in the latest episode of The Mandalorian, if you haven't seen already, spoilers. Um. Lizzo, Jack Black, and the guy that plays the Doctor. Christopher from, Lloyd. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd was in it. And people are don't really seem to be upset about the Jack Black or the Christopher Lloyd cameo, just the Lizzo one. And that's uh, everybody's saying that this episode is mid. And blah, 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 blah. No, not just this episode. People are, like, the overwhelming the season, majority bro. is that Mando Season 3 is mid. Uh, the mid-DeLorean. <laughs> it's not as good as Season 2, but it's not bad. By any means, when I say it's mid... I mean, yeah. I I would I mean, there's still two episodes left. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Jackson card here and just say, wait till the series is over, dude. Yeah, well, that's the why second, I don't rate it. The second it's over, everybody's gonna switch up and be like, oh, it, it was a masterpiece. I love it, it was so, so much. Good. Shout out to the Glad Racket uh, making this yeah. nice shit. Because if um, anything, too, what I was talking about with my dad is that I feel like season three of The Mandalorian is taking a season two of the Bad Batch approach where everything is happening methodically to set up for a big next season. Like, the next season of Bad Batch is not going to be, let's run around and do jobs for Sid. It's going to be, wabam, we're getting Omega back. Wabam, we're trying to find Crosshair. Where I'm assuming for this season, they might try to go back to Mandalore, and the big bad will be discovered. And then, then we'll have... Yeah. Maybe. I really do think... Oh my gosh, Yeah, because Ahsoka comes out. Guys, Ahsoka's so coming out soon. Guys, I can't contain it any longer. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We don't even we have like a half trailer that somebody filmed over the shoulder, and that's all we have. But I'm so excited. Now, <laughs> I guess Yeah, I don't I really I so I enjoyed this episode of of The Mandalorian. I honestly got Clone Wars vibes and yes. Attack of the Clones vibes from mm -hmm, this. Mm -hmm. Um especially through that whole middle chunk. I, I really didn't see how this episode was a bad episode. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't my favorite, but I certainly wouldn't call it a bad episode. Mm -hmm. And um, I was telling Tommy about this, but I actually, even though this episode had like almost nothing to contribute to the overarching plot, <laughs> it like I, almost nothing. It had the, at the very end, but still, I um, I think this episode did a filler episode way better than the Bad Batch was doing them because um, yeah, the Bad Batch, like, the episodes, they're like, yeah, this is cool. It's, like, it's not contributing to the Empire plot. Yeah, but it's a fun thing. This was, like, a legitimate, like, bucket of fun uh, from start to finish. I didn't really care that we weren't getting, like, main story. I was happy to see battle droids and B2 mm -hmm. battle droids. Um, I actually think Lizzo is hilarious, so I was I thought it was really I funny. I think for someone yep. who's not an actor, she did a really good job with her performance and doing her character. Mm -hmm. I, I really wish I filmed my reaction because I was sitting there and then the doors yeah. open. Because I, I see Jack, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Jack Black. And then I see... Sip, Liz sip, sip on your secretions. <laughs> <laughs> and then I see who's sitting next to Mr. Jack Black and I literally... Start quote, holy shit, it's Lizzo! End quote, at four in the morning. And well, I, pro was... I probably woke up my mom. But <laughs> my dad, well, actually, everyone I've talked to has had a similar reaction. My dad and I were watching it, and we were both like, oh, it's Jack Black, that's so funny. And then you get that one shot where it's the two of them. Yep. And we kind of had that realization. I was like, my dad goes, wait. And I go, is that Lizzo? My dad rewinds 10 seconds, walks up to the TV to grab a picture. <laughs> and he goes, that's hilarious. We loved it. I don't mm -hmm. know. And oh, usually, yeah. like, 
big name cameos like that take me out of it. This did not. I did no, not get taken yeah. out of the story. I grant, granted when I saw it, I was just like, it's not like I saw like, oh, this is a character in Star Wars. I was like, that's Lizzo. And also uh, today, Lizzo was posting this on TikTok. See, because the point that I tried making in the Discord as well is that obviously, like, oh, it's Lizzo and Jack Black. They're huge celebrities. But the characters that they portray are literally them. Like, they're yeah, very no. outward people to begin with. Like, everything needs to be fancy and we're, like, super rich. Mm-hmm. Like, we watched a TikTok of Lizzo on this, like... On a yacht and then she had, like, the... twerking the in the water. She, oh, my gosh. I'll throw it in the Discord. Don't it, throw it in the Discord. She's like, she has, like, one of those things. It's like you hold on to it and it's like an electric motor to yeah. push you in the water. And she's, like, above the water and she starts twerking in the water. And, and I was like... But, but the it's point so is, fu- it's so funny. Yeah, it's so funny. The irony is meant to write itself. That this is their like Star Wars persona reflecting their real life appearance because they're meant to be so extra to begin with. Mm-hmm. I really just wanted to, and I, I don't want to harp on the Lizzo thing for oh, too yeah, long. No, so there's tons funny. to talk about with this episode. That's no, Lizzo is the most important part of the episode. <laughs> I, well, to some people, apparently she is. Yeah, because it's yeah. ruining the entire I, season. I saw so many people say that this episode sucked because Lizzo was in the episode and i saw comments like i really hate that all these politically correct people are in this show and i'm like is that the case though or is it just that like lizzo ended up tweeting today that she just was always a star wars fan her dad introduced her to star wars when she was a kid she put out this whole sappy thing on social media today talking about how that she wished her dad was still alive Mm. so that he she could see his reaction to knowing that she was cast in a Star Wars show, and and like, very I I already knew, and some of the other people that are in our Discord also already knew that she was a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. This wasn't, and who cares if she was or wasn't? On top yeah. of that, because think about we've had multiple SNL actors on the show. We've had Bill Burr, who does not care at all about Star Wars. Yeah. He hates Star show. Wars. He hates nerd stuff. Like he's a sports guy. So I I don't get what the big hang up is with all this. And Mm. and especially if you're trying to connect it to politics, very similarly to what we were talking about, about our TikTok page. Yep, uh, It's such a stretch. It's star Wars, dude. To try and connect that to somebody's personal politics is just, dude, if you're going to do that, then look at Pedro Pascal. Like (laughs) he is a perfect, he's a very politically active person. And I just watched the show. He's just mm. like, he's in. I watch it for Zaddy. I watch the show and I enjoy the, the clips of him going, I'm just here to say yas and slay. <laughs> I, I love Pedro. It's, he's it's so again, funny. it's, you have to learn how to separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's really not that hard guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I don't feel bad about listening to panic at the disco. Everybody so, says he's a terrible person. I'm just or like, or like I cool. definitely disagree <laughs> with with Green Day's some of their policies. Oh, absolutely. Some of their opinions, but I, I love know. their music. I don't really know their opinions. Ye- anarchy. Just like, just oh, think yeah. like, yeah, total like, yeah. Anyways, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but at yeah, any rate, um, let's. So, what do we want to dive into first? I kind of um, want to dive into that weird opening scene. <laughs> What that, let's talk about the, the biggest issue in the Star Wars universe that oh. your father was pointing out. Inter-alien relationships between the Quarren and the, the Calamari. Calamari. Is that that the is son? not allowed. Is that, that should not be like at all. Is that the I'm son tr- of Chai Lee or whatever his uh, name Prince is? Prince Lee Char. Yeah, is that it his might, son? I'm guessing it's the That's son. That's what of I Prince thought, because I was like, that would make sense. Well, so the whole thing, I thought the ship was cool. At first oh, I yeah. thought it was a Mon Cala ship. And then you go and you see the core and it's the same planet. So it makes all, sense. Their head, the heads look like the ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they're in the ship and then there's like, I thought it was a back to tank at first. They drop a wine glass with a fish in it. <laughs> yeah. It's cool though. I, uh, this is the first time we've actually seen female Quarren in Star Wars before. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. No, that is a good And then they, they actually have a different facial anatomy too. They're like missing some of their tentacles on the front that would cover their their creepy looking teeth Mm -hmm. no beard no mustache for them no yeah it was it was really cool and then to see how it kind of like just sunk down that cgi was done really well how it all just sunk down and the water drained Mm -hmm. and she ends up just sitting in her seat Mm -hmm. that was dope i feel bad for the for the little prince because she was like this this was but a fling but i love you but I love you. Is, is that That's all I was? Go. A fling? But I love you. He said it like five times. I know. I was like, dang, <laughs> buddy, clearly she don't. 
And then they're like tentacles, like grab his face and whatnot, like Davy Jones and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, your breath smells like rice and chicken, please. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly what we just ate. I know. But that's probably what the Quarren's breath smells like, too. I'd say it smelled like that goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I completely forgot that that was part of this episode, dude. But this is also where we get um, our confirmation on what the Mandalorians that left Bo-Katan are doing, yep. and they're being led by Axe Woves. I was not expecting that. Me neither. I was expecting Cosca Reeves. Yep, that's exactly who I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be too. She was in the show a lot more in season two. Mm-hmm. Oh, so riddle me this: so I watched the episode twice through. So is Axe Woves uh, Bo-Katan's? biological brother or like brothers in mandalorian brother is in mandalorian okay because i was like that was his last name is woves not crees it's brother brother through kretan not brother through yeah that's fair that's fair yeah uh we also had some mando racism going on here which is something that we had theorized would happen in this show we kind of theorized that bo katan's mandalorians wouldn't like Din Djarin because he's not a pure-blood Mandalorian. Because mm-hmm. he's not from it's Mandalore. Not, I wouldn't say it's racism. I would say it's nationalism. That's fair. That's a good yeah, way to put it. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like that, though. I like that um, Axe Woves was really harsh on Din. Mm. I like that things like that it's not sugar-coated that these pe- they, these warring people have like these like deep-seated biases. It's not like they're they're not all like welcoming of each other. It's not all happy go lucky. The galaxy all loves each other. Everybody kind of hates each other. Yeah, it's also confirmed instead of being inferred now that Din was actually born on Concordia. Yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. they said Bo-Katan Kree's of Mandalore, Din Djarin of Concordia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Which... I like that. And again, it's it's funny because it's Concordia is a moon of Mandalore. So to think that. The the Mandalorians that are from Mandalore don't see the ones from the moon as equals. That's interesting yeah. to me. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, here's something. I was talking to one of our one of our listeners, aka shout out to Caden. Thank you for talking. I was to also me. talking to Caden um, today. Yep. Uh, he thinks Bo-Katan's gonna die. I agreed with what? him. I think Bo-Katan's gonna die. When, when he's when he started talking about, it, I was like, it do, it does start to make sense. To have, because they're building Bo-Katan's character really heavy right now, um, and it would make sense for her to die, to for Din to have the dark saber once again to be the reluctant leader of Mandalore. I did think it was weird that the entire I felt like at least when we had discussed it on the podcast that the buildup of season two was meant for Din Djarin to be the reluctant leader of Mandalore. So that's why I'm a little bit confused why suddenly like everything is being pushed on Bo-Katan instead rather than Din. So that's why I'm kind of like, okay, but I feel like it isn't over yet for Din, but I guess I never thought of mm-hmm. Bo dying. There's a couple ways this could go in my mind. One is her dying and giving him the Darksaber as her dying wish, which I'm assuming through Creed would make him the rightful ruler of Mandalore because she chose him and mm-hmm. because she's dying, she can't really fight him for it. Um, what if he, he has to kill her? What if he just kicks her no. in the head and then or, <laughs> curb stops her? And then, or another thing I was thinking is, um, she is is she decides at some point that she's that Din is more worthy of the saber than she is, so she lets him have it. They they battle it out, but she like makes it really easy for him mm-hmm. and gives him the saber because he is. I I still think him ultimately Din Djarin is the Mandalore. That's mm-hmm. how I view it. Would be cool. Not a bad idea. Yeah. But we'll have to wait and see. We got two episodes left. It was kind of weird though, dude. It was kind of weird that that Bo like got the saber. It kind of threw me off. What if she died in the finale? That's what I mean. Now yeah, I also where, have a that's theory. That's what happened. That's what they did to Tech. What would happen if they get back to Navarro and the Empire's attacking and like Paz is dead? And like a lot of the other Mandalorians are dead or wiped out and they basically chase the Imperials away or the Empire is already attacked and they come across like a few survivors that are left. Ooh. What would you see. think of that? I don't know. See, Oh, do you think Axe Woves as Mandalorians were the ones that freed Moff Gideon? Absolutely not. No. Nope. Well, they're for hire. They're for hire, but they would never do something like free Moff Gideon. I think Moff well, Gideon's been gone for a long time. Well, it, I, it could make sense because remember when the uh, little prince is getting taken away? Yeah. Like, I thought you Mandalorians had honor. And they're like, we do, but money. <laughs> I feel like I really liked the theory that people brought up in our Discord about whoever freed Moff Gideon would be like the Imperial 
Mandalorians that we see in Rebels. Like Clan Sax. Clone and... Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Clan Sax. But that could be interesting. See, mm-hmm. the yeah. difficult part for the Mandalorian compared to the Bad Batch is that when an episode ends, most of the time, in my opinion, it doesn't, like give any hint to what's going to happen next time. So that's like the true mystery of it. Because We've seen everything in the trailers now. We can talk about literally anything at this point and we, like, they could do mm-hmm. like something completely insane next episode. Are you guys excited for the Pershing episode next week? There's not going to be a Pershing episode. I really doubt there will be. I, I kind of... <laughs> As much as I wasn't a fan of the Pershing episode, I would I think I would hate it even more if it just happened once and then they never went back to it again this season. You know why what I was, saw? Why were you gonna leave them off, getting head zapped, and then just leave them? Our friends at Sarlacc, Sarlacc Digest podcast, um, they had a theory that he's um, dead. Know that the reason that the Coruscant stuff was in this show so much was because it was supposed to be in Rangers of the New Republic, and because that show got mm. canceled. Dave Filoni and John Favreau wanted to put it somewhere, so they decided to put it into Mando instead. Mm. I think honestly, because the big plot point of the Coruscant stuff was showing the weak government that was the New Republic. Yeah, and it did speak to the amnesty program that Jack Black was a part of as well. You know, his character's name is uh, something. Bombardier, which is just bombardier, <laughs> but he pronounces it in a French way. <laughs> that is kind of funny. So, yeah, I thought that was funny. See, and also, no, go ahead. Oh, my thoughts, at least for the Pershing stuff, is because since it's like the Mandalorian timeline that Book of Boba takes place in, I feel like the same thing is going to happen where Ahsoka takes place in tandem with the timeline as it continues. Ahsoka. So maybe they showed the Coruscant stuff to speak to events that could happen in Ahsoka. You know, I also think, do you wonder maybe we're going to see Thrawn at the end of this and then Ahsoka takes place between where we saw her in Book of Boba Fett and where Mando season three ends. You know what I mean? So like it's happening True. kind of during and intersp- and, and because it would make sense if we're revealing Thrawn that he has come back in Mando, obviously somehow during the Ahsoka show, he got away and he somehow was able to alert Imperial forces to come pick him up and get him out. Well, he he's already gotten away or has some control somewhere because that lady that Ahsoka was the magistrate was yeah. like, she's like, where's your master? Well, how is he the master if he's missing? Right. That's True. a good point. That's a good so, point. I feel unless like, they were just, they've just, sorry, unless they no, just you're, you're. swore allegiance to him and they're continuing to like continue, continue in an empirical way under like a sworn oath, but it wouldn't make sense. It's, your leader's gone once you just kind of pull all the power to yourself. Like a power mm-hmm. vacuum type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's got to be. Yeah, we'll probably get caught up on that on the Ahsoka show, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe, who knows, dude? Maybe we're going to get stuff in the Ahsoka show that she already like had found Thrawn before we even got to that episode in season two of Mando, you know, and Thrawn got away. You know, maybe that'll be mm-hmm. how that plays out. We don't know though. We really don't know. So what do we, I, I want to put money down that at the end of the season, it'll just be like a Thrawn thing. That's what I want to predict. The ending will be. I think Thrawn is going to be presented as big, bad. We're going to be led to believe it's Moff Gideon. But that's and opinion. then Thrawn's going to come in. I would be nice, but I'm not going to hold out hope for that, if I'm being honest. Because I think we're going to get some hint to his existence in the Ahsoka trailer. Um, that's probably going to be coming out this weekend. Um, or like a mention of his name or something or another. So I feel like it wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense to like show him off to the masses first in a trailer and then have him show up in the show unless they just don't include him. Dude, what if at the end of this show... The Mando, the Mandalorians are kind of exiled because they have the New Republic and the Empire fighting them. Because if you remember mm. what Captain Carson Teva found on that Imperial shuttle, he found Beskar embedded in the wall. Mm. And that would obviously, I think that's a setup to get the New Republic to think that Mandalorians freed Moff Gideon. Because who else would have Beskar mm-hmm. aside from Mandalorians? And he knows there's a covert. Mm-hmm. And he would think maybe the Mandalorians took him for justice for themselves instead of the New Republic bringing him to justice. Maybe. When in reality, yeah. the Empire took Moff Gideon, so they're already trying to kill the Mandalorians, or specifically Bo-Katan, because they already bombed her castle. Mm-hmm. And so 
what if they get into a situation where like it's a three-way battle the mandalorians are getting attacked by the new republic and they're trying to defend themselves and then all of a sudden the empire shows up and then both sides are like what's going on you know what i mean and then they both get eliminated by the empire mm-hmm. i wonder i wonder how that would play out it could be cool yeah and then it turns out to be the end of all mandalorians they all die because we don't right. see him or hear of them or anything in the sequel trilogy. And they but eat, that's also they eat Grogu. And then Thrawn eats Grogu. Thrawn eats Grogu. So, uh, well, uh, there's stuff I want to say about what Thrawn's motivation might be, but I can't say it without spoiling a book for Tommy. So I'm going to okay. read him. I'm going to read him. Please. Don't worry. Please read him already. So I can like, cause if Thrawn's coming into this, there's going to be backstory dealing with these books and I'm just going to let it all out on the That's floor. That's fine. If Thrawn, well, if Thrawn comes into the show, then I would want to know the backstory. Anyway. Okay. So, um, you have two weeks to read. <laughs> so, okay. Let's move away from, unless you guys have another point you want to make. Uh, something I actually wanted to talk about. One of my favorite parts of the episode was when we had the head of security guys kind of like personal... Commissioner like, Hellgate. Yeah, Commissioner Hellgate's like manifesto to Count Dooku. Yeah, I dude. thought that was like... That like took me back in my seat watching it to hear like Dooku's voice echoed like decades after the Clone Wars is even over and mm. this dude like upholds these ideals mm. still. And it's like this corrupt Republican empire. Like I never served count Dooku was always right. And it's like, Whoa, mm. he's like this. If I hit this button, we'll go over 70 miles per hour and then we'll go back in time to see count Dooku. <laughs> now, I think a big thing for me was I, what I really don't get about why a lot of people said they hated this episode was a lot of Star Wars fans feel like the prequels are very disconnected to the rest of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I don't think the prequels have ever felt more connected. Like I felt like the first six movies were all perfectly included in this one episode of the mm-hmm. Mandalorian. You had original trilogy with in the background of that feasting scene, the guards are ex stormtroopers because they're wearing parts of stormtrooper armor. Yes. Um, oh my yeah, gosh, that design that was, so, was so cool. Initially when I saw it, I thought it was clone trooper armor uh, when I was looking at it just because we've seen clones wear garb like that before. But uh, that's one of those things that I know I'm never going to get a figure of or anything, but I want it so bad. It looks so cool. It's such a good design. It was so cool. And, uh, you know, and well, another cool touch is that, that someone pointed out that that uh, amnesty badge is, is it, actually the Barbesh A. So oh, I thought that was neat. A for amnesty. Um, again, we also see, though, there were so much funny things that happened in here. Like, a lot of intelligent humor. When right. Din and Bo get into, like, the subway car, and there's that little, like, almost like, doo-doo-doo-doo-doo, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, kind of Motorola ring. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, yeah, or when they're flying in, and it's like, this is the galaxy's only direct democracy. A direct, direct democracy would mean that basically you get the freedom to choose, and then they take control of their ship and force them toward the city. Yeah. I thought that was like the irony in that was hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, too, uh, I don't know about you guys, but when we were flying into the planet, I thought it was Rhodia for a second there because of the dome city mm. with the greenery all around. Well, I thought it was a flashback of Mandalore. I was going to say, because we saw a clip of that in the trailer and we were th- we thought it was Mandalore. So when I saw it, I was just kind of, I knew it wasn't going to be Mandalore or like a flashback or anything just because of the Fang Fighter. But I was like, right, right. I was like, oh, we going somewhere cool, somewhere new. <laughs> Something nice. Yeah, dude. Um, Just a couple other things like. I like the repurposing of Imperial droids, Imperial designs, um, but there's a lot of things that the New Republic doesn't let them do, like mm-hmm. have blasters, have a standing army that can come, they can't come inside the city. A police mm-hmm. force. A police force mm-hmm. that has blasters, yeah. Just because yeah. yeah. the amnesty program is what's leading it. Now, uh, the plan's called what? Frazier 15? Frazier, yeah. Frazier 15? Yep. Photon Fizzle 15. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was... The city looked great. The CGI in this episode was so good. I mean, there was one point in the episode, I was like, Bryce Dallas Howard is just a phenomenal director. Every episode that she has directed in this show looks so good, especially during that chase scene they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't look slow like the Kenobi ones and the uh, Book of Boba ones. Too. Right. Yeah, yeah, at least it was awesome to see a super battle droid just like, 
take all these heavy objects and move and I guess articulate ways that we never thought a droid could move just because we well, thought they the, were limited we to their see them walk. They're always walk clunking around in the Clone Wars, so the whatever reprogramming they did made them a lot more nimble. By the Techno Union. Well, the, that was the nanobots. Yeah, the nanobots yeah. from the Techno Union. That's yeah. I was like, whoa. I like the droid bar. The droid bar. And yes. the, I love when uh, they ask the bartender what menu they have. And he's like, basically, like, he's so snarky. Like, I like how snarky that droid. He's like, what do you, there's no menu? Like, <laughs> what do you think? We, they're droids. They don't get to, they don't have options. What are they going to drink? Just oil. Yeah, yeah dude. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I thought Nepenthe, it was. Mm-hmm. right? That's what it's called. Yes. Nepenthe. I thought it was cool though that it's like not only it was like a cleansing for the system, but also filled holes in their programming. Yeah, like, that's kind of. It also said it like mm-hmm. gave them like a lubricated feeling, which I would equate to like being drunk a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Like, well, and also Whoa. the fact that they have like, like at like a club, like you would have a pass to get into a private club. They have passes to get mm-hmm. into the destroyed bar. It was neat as well to see that the whole society is basically filled with these rich people that can't function unless droids it's assist Wally. them. It's the Wally. It, it's literally well, dude, Wally. even the little police droids were like the little cleaner droids from the Wally movie. Or mm-hmm. like the micromanagers commence micromanagement. What's That's your, what I thought of. What's your favorite droid in this episode? In this episode oh, or this in episode. general? Yep, in this episode. Oh, in this episode. Probably the the super battle droid that bitch slaps Mando. <laughs> what about you, Tom? What about you? I don't know, dude. I think mine might have been the battle droid with the Matthew Wood voice when he's trying to talk to. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Mine he had to be. His feelings. <laughs> it was the techno union droid that's got the ears pointing like this, and he hands the key to oh! Jack Black. That's like my favorite. I saw him, and I was like, "That's my boy." Well, that's you gave him the droid. key. I didn't notice that. You didn't. Yeah, because he, he, he does like the head bow thing and everything. That he's only in it for like a second. I'll have to rewatch like, that's it. it. I'll have to rewatch it. I've only watched it once. So it yeah. was so funny. I think it's called an LEP droid. Those are my favorite. I liked um. How the when when we first saw them landing on the planet and we saw the Imperial droids that were all like black painted, like from a distance because we couldn't see them very well. I thought they were Doctor Aphra's droids for a second. Oh, triple zero and uh, um, what's his face? Don't remember. But I was like, I saw them. I was getting. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Is this? Is this? And no, it was not. Right. That, that, I oh, I would love to see Doctor Aphra. What if we see Doctor Aphra on Bad Batch? That'd be pretty crazy. I don't think it'll happen though. <laughs> Aside from that, um, the the whole thing with Din and, and Queel's relationship came in handy when they yeah. went to the lower levels to talk mm-hmm. to the Ugnaughts. I thought that was really, really I've sweet. I've spoken. The fact that Din was talking like an Ugnaught mm-hmm. was... It's funny. They, they talk in very sure statements. They don't, they don't question anything. They don't, you know, have any they're sort of tone. Themselves. Yeah, they're very certain, especially of their work. Mm-hmm. And it was cool to see that kind of dynamic where, like, Bo didn't understand how to talk to the Ugnaughts, and yeah. Din came in handy, whereas Din was getting a little bit heated with the droids, because he still has that negative bias towards droids, and that comes back when Bo's talking to Din. What are you pointing at? What is that for? Anyway, so, no, I did, I did like that. It kind of gave um, uh, a two-sided piece to it, where it's like, not, every kid, not everybody's a Swiss army knife. Everybody's, like, useful yep. in their own situations due to their uh their intellect loki this was just a D campaign like <laughs> this this episode was dude have i told you i've been um because i completely forgot i was like subscribed to corridor digital's website you told me about their D. <laughs> i've been watching their show it's called um uh, it's, uh son of a dungeon yeah and it's like they it's like a dungeons and dragons game uh game that they play but they have like they 3d scanned the table so they have like shots that like go down into oh, the table neat. and they like green screen themselves in and do some of the actions and stuff but also goes back to like just the tabletop cams it's it's really they well have a D and minecraft thing now yeah, yeah. they have D stats for minecraft yeah like official that's ones. awesome mm-hmm. i had sent that to my my group that i play D with and uh our dungeon master right now he decided that our next time we play we're going to be stuck in an enderman lair hmm. and i'm very afraid of that so Next time you guys start a new campaign, hit me up with that invite. I've been I've been itching to play. I think the next one's gonna be Ancient Greece. I want to play so bad. Plan. Um, yeah, the, the Ugnaughts were cool. Um, I don't oh, think yeah. I don't think they knew Queel personally. I think yeah. it was just like that was an Ugnaught name. 
You know, mm-hmm. like I think they were like, oh, like he he says I have spoken. Like he must know the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody knows Quill though. <laughs> how about the fact that the droids, the nanobots, have chain codes? With how tiny they are, they had their own chain codes. I thought it was weird that they had chain codes because that was something that was introduced in Bad Batch when the Empire took over. Yeah. The techno well, union. Army. At least it was mandatory. I think that every citizen had one. I think I think it might have been something that was like a rep around. Maybe it was always. Maybe thing droids, droids always had yeah. one, like or, serial. I was going to say it's probably like a serial number, like how every gun has a serial number on it. So yeah, right. Like you could track it. I would assume nanotechnology and weapons would have it in Star Wars to some degree. It was just really cool because we saw nano droids in the Clone Wars yes. um, when the Jedi Temple got bombed. So that was super cool to see something like that that was like literally a, a one-time thing mm-hmm. come back in the storyline 30 years later. Clone mm-hmm. Wars to the Mandalorian. We're the telling connection, you. The connection, the connection, yeah. the connection. Especially when they were like chasing that super battle droid though i was like oh this is this reminds me of Attacking when they're chasing yeah. zam wessel like <laughs> this again like in the jokes and the lightheartedness but it was also serious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was it was great i loved every second of it and also to see the droids though how they like it was very opposite of like what l337 felt about droid rights mm-hmm. they were like yeah the humans made us and they didn't dispose of us so like we are forever in their debt they're like we we want to be useful please don't get rid of us yeah how the even the b1 battle droids want a purpose in their life besides what they were originally programmed to do mm-hmm. is yeah. really cool i i i also like the idea that especially that we're seeing it in jedi survivor that they're just droids everywhere because it makes a ton of sense yep that for yes. them to be all over the galaxy and then they all just they because they don't get they decommissioned get the they just get shut down so like they're just occupying like different civilizations all of a sudden they just you know yeah, it's all these separatist planets now have control. I mean, if you're smart enough, you can just reprogram. It makes total sense because we saw in the Bad Batch that even though a lot of the battle droids were being disposed of, those were just planets that the Empire had early control of. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a lot of separatist controlled planets definitely would have stolen away a lot of their droids and repurposed them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really cool, too, to see... Um, like Jackson was talking about earlier, Christopher Lloyd's monologue. I liked how he talked about how the Republic was corrupt and the Empire was corrupt and this new Republic is corrupt. There Again, it's another rumbling of Rumble. that the new Republic is a weak government. Mm-hmm. And it's a foreshadowing of what's going to come in The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. where we see the dissemination of the new Republic because they all got blown up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of funny. I, I kind of wanted to hear more of his speech, but it got cut short. Yeah, by a uh, taser. By Bogotan's taser. And it was weird, though. So I, I think that Commissioner Hellgate's issue was with Bombardier and not, not with the Duchess because he was loyal to the Duchess and yes. even asked for her forgiveness. Yeah, and it was more like, Bombardier that he yeah, because yeah. he served the Empire, and now he serves the government he also considers to be corrupt. So that's yeah. why he didn't care. And mm-hmm. the Duchess just so happened to be in the mix. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And and yeah, dude, all around. And I I thought this was a. I mean, the more we talk about it, I'm like, yeah, this was a really fun no. episode of Star Wars. It's not like nope. this wasn't Book of Boba episodes five and six where everything happens all at once. Where Mando sees Grogu and Luke training and Ahsoka's there. And then we see Order 66 all happen like in like the span of three seconds. Yeah. But no, it was a lot of fun to watch and I enjoyed it. I put mm-hmm. it this way. It's like it, it's really getting to the point where like I, we had a lot of discourse in our own discord which usually we don't usually everyone just kind of either has a pretty neutral feeling about it or it's you been know popping off for the last day or two dude, i can't read that much there's though, been please. bro paragraphs are getting dropped and like honestly like my question i asked was like i don't know like i watch star wars just to enjoy it so like then when I go into like message boards and stuff and I feel like I have to defend my opinion because all people want to all people want to do is bitch. And it's like, can you talk about maybe the 18 things you liked before you mentioned the one thing that you didn't like? It's um, I don't know, dude. I felt like a lot of people missed the fun that was in this mm-hmm. episode because people are expecting. Honestly, 
it's ever since the Luke Skywalker reveal at the end of Mando season two, I feel like there's this expectation that every episode is going to lead up to some kind of gigantic cameo reveal like a Luke's what do you guys think do you well, I mean that's kind of how I feel I think the problem is is um as we've we've talked about previously we don't really think Rogu was supposed to come back mm-hmm. as soon as he did the writing kind of got thrown out the window so now they had to kind of like rewrite a new story kind of like last minute it feels like but um even uh like with that it, I feel like with the buildup of this season should have been leading to is like Rogu coming back but I also yeah I get like where people are kind of like cameo hungry especially after the apex cameos of the spider-man movie that came out last year the year before (laughs) um yeah it's just everybody kind of got too acclimated to cameo culture for a little bit yeah i agree yeah for me at least it's just the constant want for every single week to be this gigantic adventure like all my buddies like in rtc with me who watch this like for fun like they're not hardcore casual fans fans. we are Every single week, they're like, that was, re-. like, to episodes that people called fillers or meaningless, they're like, it was a fun episode. I really enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. my buddy just, like, outright texted me, and he was like, oh, did you watch Mando? That was really funny that Lizzo was in it, but I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just, like, the whole thing was ruined, and this and that was wrong. He just, you take it at face value, and then you enjoy Star Wars content for how God intended it to be perfect for entertainment well i think honestly like a lot of people that and i know we've talked about the filler argument before but like i really think that a lot of you guys that say filler have not watched an anime because like if you have watched if, especially like a perfect example if you have watched the show bleach before there are episodes in a row in bleach where like there's supposed to be a fight going on between two characters and they'll take two episodes to explain this one character in the fight's entire upbringing and life story and it has nothing to do with what's going on in the current timeline. And it's like... And then that, they die. That's yeah. what a filler episode is. Not This was not filler because we had progression to our storyline at the beginning and the end of the episode with just a little side adventure in the middle. I don't, because again, it's like if that side piece wouldn't have been in the middle of this episode, we would have had a four or five minute Mando episode this week. So what do you want? Do you want to just enjoy it and be along for the ride? Or are you that hungry for, again, it's like a chapter book. How many books have you read? Not a lot. Well, no, that's. I think that's Where something side that's so happens. evident with Star Wars fans, especially the ones that are like really loud online. Yeah, um, lots of them have just watched the shows. Not a lot of them read the books. Start mm-hmm. reading the books, guys. If you want, to, if you actually want, in my opinion, some content of Star Wars that's way better than the shows that we're getting, um, read a, read the books. The books are like they're all the ones I've touched have been absolutely like outstanding. And again, if you didn't like the episode, I 100% respect that. I'm not trying to say you have to like everything Star Wars that comes out. I just think maybe if you change your lens of how you're looking at the show, change it from, I'm hoping to see this, this, and this. Like when I turn on Star Wars every week, I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen now. And I'm just immersed in it. I'm looking for little like tiny Easter eggs, like, oh, like Jackson, I recognize that little servant droid from the Clone Wars, like, mm-hmm. or from the Book of Boba Fett. Like, little things like that are what make my day. And and I honestly, it, stuff like this helps build up the characters. It mm-hmm. helps character progression. It doesn't have to be all story progression all the time. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Well, and I give this Mando episode a seven out of ten. I it was a it, good Mando episode. I give it. Two Lizzo Platinum albums of two. Um, I give it. All guy gave it like eight out of ten Jacksons. I yeah he did. <laughs> I give it seven signed copies of Kung Fu Panda out of ten signed copies of Kung Fu Panda. Okay. Um, but this is something that's fun. That's not at all Star Wars related. Oh. But I know Tommy, you're gonna really enjoy this. Did you see the FNAF movies coming out this October? Dude, Dude. FNAF movie coming out October 27th. I'm no longer a closeted FNAF fan. Day one, I'm, we are I'm seeing outing it. myself as a FNAF fan. I'm calling off work. I'm co- No, I'm not going to do that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I get off work so that I can watch the FNAF movie 
October 27th, opening showing. Mm-hmm. You better believe. And Scott Cawthon is one of the writers for the mm-hmm. show for the movie. And did you did see, you see um, that? Did you see the guy that plays uh, one of the original killers in Scream? Also, Shaggy in the live action is uh, is purple guy. Yep. And did you see? It's um, taking place through FNAF one, two, and three. Did you see the what? leaked images of the pizzeria set and yep. of the Freddy Fazbear the, in costume? You, there was there was an official released photo of Freddy. And a kid standing in front of the pizza. Oh, I've seen that. Okay, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like the black and white grainy image of Freddy the Fazbear attached to the helicopter. This Dude. this movie's been in like production since like 2018. If I'm it's not mistaken, it's lasted. The production of FNAF has lo- has lasted longer than the United States Confederacy ever did. <laughs> Let's just put that into perspective. <laughs> no, I, I think it's just, breaking just the, away from America. No, it's just, it's just the life of FNAF, not the movie. Just the life. True, of the FNAF. life of FNAF lasted longer than the Confederacy. Um, Take the L. Um, but no, uh, people are really speculating that we're gonna get a really, a really gory. Uh, William Athman just getting spring trapped. Well, yeah, dude. I, I mean, I was looking at like the people who are the actors and the people who these are not nobody actors. Like no. for the horror franchise, yeah. Was it was, made by? It said the creators of Megan Blum, and Black Phone. Blumhouse. Yeah. Blumhouse. They did. They did Megan. They did Black Phone, and Black Phone was really good. really scary, dude. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a really good movie. Mm-hmm. But did you end up watching it? No, I didn't. I think it's on Peacock right now. Okay. It is. Mm. Yeah, all the also, the stuff. FNAF movie is going to be on Peacock day one as well, which I'm kind of like worried about because is it like is the movie not going to be that good? But then again, they did the same thing to Halloween Ends, and that movie kind of sucked. So, I mean, like they're just doing it for hype, I guess. Because I mean, think about it; it's near Halloween, so maybe people are going around. Mm-hmm. And also, or maybe pro- you don't want to get Batman night one. Don't say that. <laughs> um, oh. And speaking of Batman, uh, there's some leaked stuff about the the new, the next the Batman yeah, Clay movie. Face, how Clayface might be the villain. Oh, so that's that would exciting. be so good. I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I love those movies. So okay. Uh, well, with that, thank you guys so much for watching this episode of the Thirteen Thirteen Podcast, the most mediocre podcast in the Star Wars universe. Uh, make sure that you like, subscribe, leave a comment. Uh, let us know what you thought of the Lizzo cameo and the rest of the episode. Uh, make sure that you're following us on all of our social media, that being Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, Patreon is linked down below. Please join it. Buy some merch, also linked down below. Um, join the Discord, also linked down below. And uh, I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. I'm Tommy. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye! Dun 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 Da 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 da